You're listening to the Frugal Spender Podcast, where we have conversations about the one thing you've always been told not to talk about, personal finance. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Frugal Spender Podcast. This is episode 35, and I hope you all had a really good Christmas and New Year and are getting ready to go full steam ahead in 2023. I've had a couple of weeks off from recording as I recently got married and went on a mini moon to Paris, and I don't think Georgie would have appreciated me packing my podcast mic for the journey. It's a new year, and that means a fresh start. Although it's just a number on the calendar, I really like the idea of taking stock of where you are and making conscious decisions about where you want to go for the next year or even further out into the future. For me, New Year always makes me think about my time horizon. What I mean by my time horizon is how far in advance you are naturally thinking or planning for. For example, You wake up and you decide what it is that you're going to have for breakfast. You decide right then and there. Maybe you'll mix it up and have tea rather than coffee or scrambled eggs rather than poached eggs. These aren't big life-changing decisions. So it's okay for your time horizon here to be short. You can make decisions on the spot and that's fine. In fact, spontaneity might even be fun. The problem with applying a short time horizon starts when it relates to life-changing decisions. Who you want to date a house purchase, a car purchase, or even your retirement plan. These decisions require more forethought and thinking further into the future to consider how you're going to be affected by the decision. For me, there are three questions to ask yourself when it comes to decisions like this. And as I'm a finance content creator, let's focus on investing for your future. Firstly, you need to take into consideration how you're going to be affected now. How much money can you sacrifice from your take-home pay to put into a stocks and shares ISA or pension or any other investment you're using to build wealth over time? Is there plenty of wiggle room in your budget and therefore you can increase your contributions without affecting you significantly now? Or are you putting away too much and it's causing other areas in your life financially to suffer? Secondly, you should consider the medium term. How will your financial actions now affect your next year, two years from now? five years from now? Are you able to still put money aside for holidays or a new car? Is what you're doing now going to negatively impact your medium-term goals? Something you need to consider. And thirdly, how are your financial actions now going to affect you in the long term? And for most, this is retirement time, whatever age that is for you. Are you on course to have a pot of money that you can live off and have the lifestyle that you want? If not, you will need to course correct now because time can work massively in your favor or very much against you. So think about your current mind state around money. When you think about money, do you just think about the now and getting by this month or are you thinking about all eventualities, including the distant future? This ties quite nicely into a lack mindset or an abundance mindset. When you have less or it feels like you don't have enough money, People tend to be in that YOLO space where you live for the weekend and impulse buy things to avoid the realities of a financial situation. For me, my time horizon extended only once I got a hold of my finances, once I was honest with myself, assessed the mess I was in and made an actual plan to get out of it. I truly believe that the only remedy to being stuck in a short time horizon mindset is to get to grips with your current financial situation. Even if it turns out that you're in a bunch of debt and don't have enough money coming in to cover the bills. 
by knowing exactly where you are, you can make plans to get through it and get yourself into a better situation. For me, I avoided looking at my debt for so long. I just switched my brain off, lied to myself that everything was going to be okay. It wasn't. And only when I forced myself to do something about it, and actually I found out it was worse than I thought. But in a strange way, once I knew that, everything got better instantly. I felt hope for the first time. I put pen to paper and actually made a plan to get debt free. And not only that, I got excited about getting to a zero net worth, which is much better than being in the minors. And then the possibility of investing and building wealth over time became a reality. And my time horizon now is in the distant future. And not because I'm rich, but because I'm intentional with how I'm spending my money. You can do the same. Regardless of your situation, you can improve your relationship with money. In fact, it's a must. So I thought I would give you some practical tips that I've learned and put together my top three ways to help increase your financial time horizon. They've certainly worked for me and they might not be a fix-all for everybody, but give these three a go and I'm pretty confident that your time horizon when it comes to money should lengthen out. Number one, have an emergency fund. And I know I harp on about having an emergency fund quite a lot, but there is a good reason for that. Most people don't have one and most people don't feel financially secure. It's not a coincidence. Something changes in your brain when you have a stash of money sitting there just in case. It allows you to think more clearly about decisions and not be impulsive. It allows you to be proactive with your money rather than reactive. And you aren't at the mercy of your car tire bursting. Sure, it's annoying, but you don't have to sacrifice anything else to get it replaced. I financially grew up once I had an emergency fund. And if you don't have one, start small and build up if you need to. But seriously, just start one. Trust me. Number two, understand compound interest. The ability to make huge progress over time with small incremental inputs. This concept applies to so much in life, but the idea of building wealth using the power of compound interest changes how you think about the ability to get rich. Generally, most people want to be wealthy, but it often doesn't feel like it's achievable without inheritance or winning the lottery until you understand compound interest. Anybody that has time can build a level of wealth. Yes, the more you can invest each month, the more wealthy you will become. But even relatively small amounts can build up a decent sized pot of money. To put into perspective, if you're 20 years old and want to have £1 million invested by the time you retire at age 65, assuming a rate of return 8% annually, you would need to put away £200 a month and never increase that amount ever. Even if you had pay rises the older you got, which as you get older, generally your pay increases, you would achieve a decent level of wealth. Now, I know if you're not investing anything, you might look at that £200 a month and say, that's way too much money. I recommend to everyone to play with a compound interest calculator. Just Google it. The top one that comes up is generally the best one. And it kept me motivated when I started investing. And even to this day, I still like to play with the numbers just to see how the different numbers that I put away will and could compound over time. And number three, spend money on having fun now. And I left this one to last because I think it is actually the most important one. Don't get it confused with a YOLO mindset. Spending money on yourself now is important. It's unhealthy to always look just into the future and stash money away for future you. 
you need to also enjoy your money now. It's just about balance. And I say it all the time, but future you will become present you. So don't sacrifice everything to not enjoy life now. Yes, invest for your future, of course. But make sure you have enough now to go on that holiday, to have those clothes that you want, or to treat somebody that you love. This, I find, is a great way to have a healthy relationship with money and not be at the extreme end of either spending or saving and investing. And there you have it. Ways to extend your time horizon when it comes to your finances. I still regularly think about this idea because I think it's so important for your financial success. Next time you make a purchase, regardless of how big or small it is, make a conscious calculation in your head on where it sits within your time horizon. By doing this, it will help you make better, more intentional choices going forward. Guys, I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's subject. I really enjoy getting messages from you guys. It makes this whole podcasting thing worthwhile. So if you have any questions about today's episode or you just want to reach out, send me a message on any of my social media platforms or pop me an email at brian at frugalspender.co.uk. Until next week, peace. Peace.